0: We've, uh, over the last couple of weeks, started this brand new series on um, being those who are blessed to be a blessing and we started the first week when we went right back to uh, the beginning in Genesis where it sets up this theme of blessing as God blesses humanity and uh, we we saw that God uh, loves to bless and He wants to bless His children. Then, the the week after that, we jumped from the Old Testament into the New Testament and we looked at Jesus feeding the 5,000 where He looked up to heaven and thanked God and blessed um, the loaves and the fishes that He had. And and what we we said is that we want to be a people that come to God with, with what we have and ask Him to do what only He can do. And then we, we jumped in that story about Jesus um, blessing the children. He, he laid his hands on them and touched them and, and, uh, and blessed them, uh, asking for God's favour to rest upon them. It's, it's when, we, when we come in contact with the presence of God that we receive uh, his blessings. And this morning, we're going to be jumping into this, this passage Uh, in Numbers chapter 6, so if you've got Numbers chapter 6, we've sung this song twice now in the last two weeks and we're going to be singing it again. Um, It uh, originally was a blessing that was given by God uh, to His people. Do you know how sometimes there's kind of these passages or verses in the Bible and they seem to just shine brightly, like They kind of shine right throughout Scriptures and they're picked up again by, by uh, different parts of Scripture and, and, uh, and, and quoted. It's, uh, I think, of, of Genesis, the first few pages of the Bible. Uh, it shines brightly and it shines right throughout the text of Scripture as, as different authors pick it up and uh, pick up the themes that are, were explored in the beginning of Genesis. This passage that we're looking at today it's another passage that shines bright. This, this is a theme, it's, a, uh, it's something that shines right throughout the pages of Scripture. It's a bit like um, uh, another one of them is John 3.16, For God so loved the world. Uh, that, that shines throughout, um, throughout the Scriptures, and then we go right to the end in Revelations, and we have that, that verse about uh, Jesus will wipe away every tear. Um, and, and we will see Him face to face and He will be our God and we will be His people. These are, these are passages and themes that, that shine brightly when we, when we see them and, and it's kind of echoed right throughout Scripture. So, we're looking at this passage here this morning which is um, which is the, the priestly blessing. But before I do that, I just want to remind us of... A few of the things that we're, we're really looking to understand and know and practice, and uh, the first one is that that we want to be a people that really know that God's character, that who He is, is He longs and He wants to bless His people. I pray that that will be be deep in our DNA, that that we know that that's the type of God that we serve, and this particularly comes out of this passage. That we would that it would stimulate this, this desire in us for God's favour, for His hand of blessing upon our lives, um, that we would know that we actually have an involvement in this uh, because we have been blessed to be a blessing, where we're um, we're, 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 we've been actually given a, a priesthood in, in following Jesus, so we have an involvement in this and that there would be a desire then to speak, And to seek God's blessing, um, blessing our lives, blessing the the lives of those we know and love, our service and uh, our church and our community. So, probably the key passage on blessing is really this passage that we're just about to drop into now. This passage is quite unique and what makes it so incredibly unique is that this is actually a blessing that, that didn't just come from Moses. It didn't come from some, from some priests or from the line of Aaron. This blessing was actually spoken by God. This was, this was given by God. There's a, there's a weight to this. And the weight is that this is, this is God speaking about what He wants to do for humanity and what He wants to do for His people. There's a, there's a weightiness and I'm, I, I sense that weightiness, even as I come to it, as I've been reading through it, I sense the weightiness that I, I, I want to reflect God well and His intentions here. It's a bit like maybe an equivalent in the New Testament is the Lord's Prayer. There's, there's a weightiness to the Lord's Prayer and, and and the reason why it's so weighty is because His disciples came to Him and He said, uh, teach us how to pray. And, and and Jesus gave them these words and these models of how to pray. There's a, there's a weightiness to that prayer because they are from the very mouth of Jesus. There's a, um, a weightiness to this passage as well because uh, it's... Uh, in biblical archaeology, as they start to uh, dig up different texts and different artefacts from a uh, time past, uh, what's actually been... Uh, we might go, Mary Ellen, to the, to the image, if we've got that. Yeah, there we go. Uh, now, as you, know, as you might know, they found something called the Dead Sea Scrolls, with uh, many, many manuscripts in there that uh, have, have just been really... Uh, changing for archaeology and changing for our understanding of Scripture and the reliability of Scripture as well. This is actually the oldest um, physical remains of Scripture that we have um, anywhere. This is some 700 years before Christ uh, and it's, it was found in these tombs just outside of Jerusalem. And uh, it's, a, it's a little roll of silver paper and on there is inscribed a paraphrase of this blessing, some 700 years um, before Christ. So, this is, this is a special passage, this is, this is the passage that we actually have the oldest remnants in, in a physical form um, of, of any passage in the Bible. This Blessing, we can see, has been used by both Jews and Christians right throughout history. We see that it was used um, to, to, as, to be put on these little bits of silver. We're not exactly sure why they, they did that, but they, um, they actually took that blessing and, and they put the person's name on there um, before uh, as well. So, they've, the Church has been using this blessing uh, for, 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 for millennia um and it um it gives us one of the clearest pictures of God's heart for humanity, and so let's uh let's let's pray before we start heavenly father, we Lord I, I feel the weight of this passage Lord, I, my mind just goes to And imagines what it would have been like for Moses to have received these words from you and then to be passed on to Aaron to be spoken over the people. And Lord, I I think of the, the many times right throughout history that these words have been spoken over your people. Lord, they reveal something of your character. And Lord, it's captivating. So, Father, I, I ask for Your hand upon me this morning as I, as I dig into these words and start to try and explain them and we look deeper into them. Father, I pray that You would be seen with clarity by Your people because You are truly captivating. Would You speak to us this morning, we pray, in Jesus' name, Amen. Before we do dig into this passage, uh, as I've said over the last couple of weeks, it's been good to have your questions and I uh, continue to invite them. If you've got questions as we move through, it, uh, it does help that I can uh, start to address some of these questions as we move through. We've had some good questions come in this week. Um, questions about, so, so this idea of blessing, um, what's, what's the relationship between prayer... And blessing—is it—is it the same thing? Is it something different? Um, that was one of the questions that came in, and we'll, we'll actually look at that next week. Um, the other question was, uh, what, what are we talking about here? In the in the Old Testament, we seem to have lots of uh, lots of emphasis on physical blessing of um, financial or uh, blessing of, of fields and stuff like that. And then when we move into the New Testament, we seem to have an emphasis on spiritual blessings. Uh, what is it? is it? Is it physical or spiritual? Or is it a bit of both? How, how does this work? And again, uh, we will uh, have a look at that next week. Uh, another one, someone has asked about so, when, when we talk about the tangibleness of blessing, uh, what what is that, and uh, is it is it a bit like uh, the question was is it a bit like like magic, and we'll, we'll we'll look into that next week as well. But I got another question, and it was uh, who who are these blessings for? Uh, they're, they're thinking about the this particular blessing that God gave to Moses and then He gave to Aaron and the, the question was, is, is this just for the Israelites or is this, can this be for us too? How does, how does all that work? And I do want to uh, just speak about that before we actually move into the actual text because I think it's going to help us um, to, to be able to get a clearer picture. So, the original context here, It says in verse 22, the Lord said to Moses, tell Aaron and his sons, this is how you are to bless the Israelites, say to them. So, so it is absolutely clear here that that what's happened here is is God has come to Moses and He has given him a blessing that He is to give to Aaron, the, the high priest and his sons, to speak over the people of Israel. So that's the, that's the original context. Uh, it's the people that were at the bottom of that mountain that God uh, wanted to bless them. But there was, a, there was an understanding by the original hearers that this wasn't just for that moment uh, and we, we know this because this blessing was picked up and it was repeated right throughout Israel's history, in, in both the temple and it was also repeated in in the synagogues as well. So, so there was an original understanding that this is not just for that particular group of that particular generation at that time, this is for, um, that this moves through time and through history. Now, uh, Paul explores our relationship to Israel in Romans chapter 11. And he talks about us actually being grafted in to uh, this redemptive history that's been God, God calling a people to be a blessing. We're actually grafted in to, to that line. It uses that, that idea of, of grafting, which is kind of a, a farming or a gardening kind of idea, where you take a clipping of another plant and kind of shove it into... Um, I, don't, I don't really know... Um, <laughs> somehow attach it, and um, what happens is, is this branch doesn't die, um, but it actually gets the life of that tree, starts pulsing not only through that original line but through that new branch as well. And we know that that, that line, um, that, that life is what comes from God and, uh, and, and Jesus. So, so we are sharing in that same line of redemptive history, and when God tells Abraham that I have blessed you to be a blessing, uh, He is not only speaking to Abraham, but He is speaking to us as well, because we have been grafted in to this line and this life. Also, in 1 Peter, we're told that we are a royal priesthood, and that's what we're going to be focusing on, on next week. So, uh, a priesthood would represent God to people, and represent people to God. So, so we actually function in that way as well. We've been, we've been called to be a royal priesthood so that we would represent God to the people and the people to God, each one of us. As I said, we have been called to be blessed, we're blessed by God to be a blessing. And uh, when, he, when he first said that to Abraham, the, the intention was just not Abraham's family, the intention that that blessing would go right throughout the world, that, uh, that they would not just, that it wouldn't just be one family, that, that God's intention has always been to choose a people so that, so that through those, the blessing of that people, a blessing would, sp- would spread right throughout the world and there would be an extension of that family. And that's what we see Jesus doing, when He comes and He tells His disciples, um, go and make disciples of all nations. This, this is not a change of plan. It's, uh, it's not something new. God has always said, I want you to be a blessing, to be a blessing to, to, to the world, to the nations. He, he's, just, he's just refining that a little bit and he says that the, the true source of blessing is, is found in our relationship with Jesus. And, and he's saying, call other people to follow me. So, again, it's, it's expansive. So, there's a, there's a real um, way in which we could say that this blessing, because we have been blessed to be a blessing, this, this blessing is not just for Moses, it's not just for Aaron, it's not just for the people that were down at the bottom of the mountain, it's not just for the Israelites or those that would come later, it's not just for Christians, but this blessing is God's desire for all of humanity... Because God's desire is that none would be lost, that everyone would come to the knowledge of who He is. This this is representing His desire for humanity, that, that God longs to bless. And when we, as those who represent God, when we speak this Blessing, when we, when we speak a blessing over people, there's something that actually takes place. There, there's, there's a power, there's, there's, there's actually a, um, a tangibleness to what actually takes place. This, this is not just words, it's, it's not just platitudes. And, and I, can, I can even right now, just see on, on your faces, you're just trying to, okay, how, how, does, how does this work? And um, probably one of the best uh, analogies, or that's not the right word, um, another example of this is this, this treasure that God has given us. This treasure of the Gospel, that, that Jesus has come and He has come to save us, He died and He rose again and He calls us to follow Him and He invites us to come and be aligned with Him and His ways... Um, this this treasure of the Gospel, we we are given that to share that with others. And there is power in the Gospel. Now, the the power doesn't rest in the the words itself. And it it doesn't rest in even the one that that speaks the Gospel. The the power rests in the one behind that, the, the, the one that the... that the the Gospel is actually about, that's where the power rests. Just just like a blessing, it doesn't rest in the person who gives the blessing, it doesn't rest with the words of the blessing, but it rests with the One who longs to bless His people, longs to bless humanity. There's a a real tangible power there. When, When people hear the Gospel and receive it, something really takes place. There is a real, tangible flowing of the power of heaven, of the life-giving power of heaven, into that person's life when they receive the gospel and something changes. Scripture tells us about this reality of of a a dead person becoming alive. God puts this this seal of the Holy Spirit, God comes and dwells in us. There There is a real, tangible effect that happens when we speak... The gospel message and someone receives that. And likewise, there's a real, tangible effect of when we speak a blessing into over someone's life and they receive that. The living power of God is able to work. Um, Matt and Esther, could I get you to come up? Sorry, I'm... We'll give this a try. Okay. Um, Matt, I've got, got this for you here. Um, now, Matt, you're, you're God, okay? Okay? <laughs> there we go. And uh, Esther, you're not. Okay? Okay. Um, so, so when if if I was to, you're just a normal person, normal human being, okay. If I was to share the gospel with you, I I have this treasure that doesn't actually. I, I I'm I'm almost speaking about that treasure, but I don't actually. I I, I have that treasure. I'm holding on to it, but but it's not mine to give as such. So Matt, can you can you hand Esther this gift that I'm talking about, but keep a hold of it. Don't let her take it. Okay, okay. Now. Now, when we share the Gospel with someone about what Jesus has done, we, we come and we take that gift, but Jesus doesn't let go because it's actually the coming together of us and Him that we receive the full blessing of what the Gospel message is all about. It's when we're joined to Him that we actually experience what it, what it is to be saved by Him. And now, if Esther does take that and go walking away with it, Um, she's going to be in trouble pretty quickly. We're we're not going to sense the the security of our salvation. We're we're not going to sense the full um, blessing of what God wants to do in our lives and and Jesus will keep calling us back because it's when we're connected to the vine, (laughs) that is actually where the full power of the Gospel starts to outwork in our life. It's similar... I'll give that back to Matt. It's similar if I was to pray, a to speak a blessing over Esther. A, a blessing is, is like the intentions of God, um, the intentions of God for, for His favour and His blessings upon her life. And it's, 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 it's like a gift, it's, 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 it's highlighting this gift that God has for us, the, these things that He wants to do in our lives. And, and again, I'm, I'm not the one that actually holds that blessing in a sense. I'm, I'm holding on to the one who blesses, but, but God holds that out and it's, it's, in our, it's in our receiving of that, that the life-giving power of Jesus actually flows through us. And um, that's the reason, uh, Esther, if you, if you take that blessing and, um, and detach yourself... There's a, there's a very real reality that the effectual power of that blessing is actually detached as well, and that's why we can, can so easily receive blessings. But if we don't stay in contact with the One who is the source of that blessing, then uh, we can't expect to actually um, feel the, the uh, receive the full um, effect of, of what that that was. Okay, thank you. I hope that was yeah. Hope that was somewhat helpful. So, let's get into the text. What I really wanted to say there is that everything that we receive from God, it comes from being in relationship with Him, and it comes from being connected with Him. It's what Jesus talks about of, of being in the vine, it, that, that life flows through us when we're connected with Him. There, there is no life, not connected to Jesus. Jesus is where that life is found. This passage is, it's special. Uh, this, this isn't just speaking about a blessing, this is speaking about the very heart of God for us. And uh, I, I'm, I'm very aware that some of us uh, don't see God clearly because when He's been presented to us by, by people that have, that have been meant to image God to us, present God to us, we, we've been presented with a picture of Him that isn't quite clear. And, and I just want, I, I'd, I'd love for us just to be able to put that aside and just be able to listen to what God is saying about His character and His love for us. The Lord said to Moses, tell Aaron and his sons, this is how you are to bless the Israelites. Remember, we're grafted in here. Say to them, the Lord bless you the Lord there that's um actually it's it's written a number of times there that that is actually uh, it's translated Lord here but it's his proper name uh, not quite sure how to pronounce that Yahweh something like that it's it's his proper name this is this is this is relational uh Jesus God is, God is making something very, very clear here. This blessing is a relational blessing. This is, this is a personal God who is uh, deeply interested in us. The Lord bless you. Now, we've talked about that, that blessing. Uh, can we go to the next picture? Um, that wasn't meant to be there. Uh, my little drawing there. Um, that was just a little note for myself. <laughs> and I was meant to make it nice. Um, but anyway, we've got the, the rough copy, Andrew drawing. Um, so, this is just, some, just getting some ideas of what's happening here. So, when we talk about the theme of blessing, we, we've got this God blessing humanity, and we see this right from the beginning of Genesis, we've got uh, people are declared fit for purpose and enabled to fulfil the purpose according to God's will. So, this is an enabling blessing, saying, you have been made fit for purpose. I created you the way I I wanted you. You've been made fit for the things that I've called you to do. Um, So, that's kind of representing the arrows from from God down. And and then, God calls us to bless one another and we see that in the passage today, blessing is to speak the intentions and favour of God uh, over someone or something or a situation. We see that uh, both in Aaron speaking to the people in, when that's repeated throughout history and when uh, Jesus blesses uh, the food. And then, what we have is uh, this other idea of blessing. It's actually often the same word, is that we bless God. We see that often coming through the Psalms. Uh, to bless God is to praise Him and ascribe goodness to Him. So there's, there's this interaction, where we're receiving this blessing from God and we're, we're speaking blessing over one another and we're, we're blessing God. Often the, the priests or the, um, those who would speak this blessing would first of all turn to God and bless Him before they blessed the people. So the Lord bless you and keep you. That word, uh, keep It has the idea of uh, a shepherd with his sheep, uh, keeping them, keeping them safe, protecting them. So these are are the words that God has spoken, that He he wants to speak over us. The Lord bless you and keep you. Psalm that really gets to this well. It says, I lift up my eyes to the hill. From where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord. The maker of the heaven and earth he will not let you uh, let your foot slip he watches over you you will not slumber he will not slumber indeed he watches over israel who neither slumbers he, he will neither slumber nor sleep the lord watches over you the lord is the shade at your right hand the sun will not harm you by day nor the moon by light The Lord will keep you from harm, that's the same Hebrew word there, will keep you from harm and He will watch over you. Again, the same word, the Lord will watch over your coming and your going, both now and forevermore. God watches over us. The picture that kind of comes to my mind here is um, when you have a little toddler and do you know when you go to the playground with a little toddler, they've got no idea what's happening they just see this red slide and, uh, and all the other things and, and they just go for it. And, and do you know when, when they're really wobbly on their feet and, and you're kind of coming up behind them and you're kind of like this, just making sure and kind of just making sure they don't fall and you've probably saved them a hundred times from, from falling over and they have no idea. They're just like, this is amazing. Um, that's the kind of picture that I have here. That, that God, he, he's, he's like that parent who has that little child who's really clumsy and He's helping us a whole heap of times and we don't even realise it. And He's just there with us. This is the Lord's heart for us. The Lord bless you and keep you, protect you the Lord make his face shine upon you. That's strange. The Lord make his face shine upon you. The sense there is, is really beautiful. Okay, we, we, we may think of um, when, when uh, Moses was up on the mountain and he came down, and his face was shining before the people. Um, but the, the sense here is, is really delight. As he looks at us, that's that's the idea here. I've stood on this stage quite a number of times um, up here and and have have married people. Uh, And and I get a very unique perspective because you're all down there, and as the bride comes in, uh, your, your faces are all that way, looking straight at her come in. But from my unique perspective, I actually get to see both the groom and the bride. Uh, out of my periphery vision, and there's something that is that is really spectacular and beautiful in that moment. It's it's as she comes in, and and these two they lock eyes, and their faces shine upon each other. That's that's the idea. Just this this absolute delight to see the one who is coming in. Th- this is the idea that that. Um, that God is is saying here that that when He sees you, there's this absolute delight in His face, that you are in His presence. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make His face shine upon you and be gracious to you. It's a wonderful thing that we serve a gracious God. Um, this This is quite interesting because... God is giving Moses this blessing that He's going to give to Aaron to speak over the people. Now, Aaron has just blown it. Like, like really, really, really badly blown it. God invites the, his, the people to come up onto the mountain and uh, they're like, no, we're not going up there. So, Moses goes up and uh, the people stay down the bottom and remember, Aaron is the one that is, is oversighting the people and they make that image of the calf, talk about a high priest absolutely messing up his calling. Like that, I don't actually know if you can get much more extreme than that. And and here God is, He comes and, and He's giving Abraham a blessing to be given to Abraham, this guy who just messed up big time, and He gives him these precious, precious blessings to be the mediator of God's blessing to the people. That's gracious. And as, as I've talked through here, as I've talked through the Lord bless you and He protects you and His face shines upon you, you might be thinking, Andrew, that's well enough for you to say. I mean, you're, you're a pastor and you've been a missionary, if, of course God's face is going to shine upon you, but you, you do it doesn't shine upon me. You, know, you don't know what I've, what I've done, you don't know where I've been. God's face shines upon you. This, this is the God that we serve, His face shines upon you. If you come to Him, say, Lord, I want to follow you, I want to receive everything that you have for me, His face shines upon you. This is a really hard thing for the human heart because, because we realise that, um, that we, we just don't measure up, okay? And it's hard for us to, to see the way that God sees us. Jesus, Jesus knew this as well. He, he knew that people find this hard. They find it hard to think that God could actually be this good. And uh, he, he tells this marvellous story about the prodigal son, who pretty much, it's for this reason, he, he, he pretty much, he, he makes an absolute mess of his life and he goes away and he's, in, um, he's coming back to his father and he is sure that his father is not going to shine upon him. He's, he's not th- thinking uh, rainbows and sunshine, he's thinking thunderclouds and rain okay? Many of us actually have that picture of God in our mind, more, more thunderclouds and rain than sunshine. And um, he's thinking that, he's thinking, maybe, maybe if I can just be a servant and, and what happens? The father sees his son coming back to him and he runs down to him and we could say here that his, his face shines upon his son. He is utterly delighted to see his son and he embraces him, and he completely restores him. This is our Lord's desire. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you. Um, That's another interesting phrase. It's it's got something to do with um, the Lord's face shine upon you, uh, but it, it more has the sense of, uh, in other parts of Scripture, it talks about the Lord's face turning away. Um, this is... I'm going to use another baby example. Um, you can imagine a father coming into... Um, their, their baby son just wakes up, okay? In the cot, and the father, with delight, comes to that little bub. And reaches down to that little bub and picks him up and his face is shining upon him and his face is directed towards that little bub. There's nothing that that little bub can do in order to get his father's face in front of him. Um, he can't manoeuvre into, fa- into his father's face, just like we really can't manoeuvre our way into the father's face. we can kind of, um, but, but God chooses to come to us, to look to us, to look at us, that, that we are, out of all the stuff going on, He actually comes to look at us and for His face to shine upon us. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make His face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn His face towards you and give you peace. Give you peace. This is that idea, again, not of, not the lack of conflict, but the idea of completeness, of wholeness. God wishes to give us every spiritual blessing. Wholeness in all areas of life. He then goes on to say, so they will put My name, so, so they will put My name on the Israelites and I will bless them. The personal God, Yahweh, desires to put His name on us. That's a, that's a sense of ownership and it's good to be owned by a God like this. It's good to be the children of a God like this. This is a God that longs to bless us and protect us and His face shines towards us and He brings us close to Him. This is a a good name to have upon us. We see this uh, taken to an even greater step in the New Testament where it talks about us being sealed by the Holy Spirit, that the living God actually indwells us. His name is upon us, not only is His name upon us, His character upon us, He is actually giving us life. He is in us and we are in Him. It's a good thing. This theme of a good God that loves us, that turns His face towards us, that wants to bless us, it carries right throughout Scripture. Think of this verse, from John, for God so loved the world, for God so loved the world. The full expression... Of, of this, the Lord bless you and keep you, the Lord make His face shine upon you and be gracious to you, the Lord turn His face towards you and give you peace, the fullest expression of that is found in the person of Jesus. For God so loved the world that He gave His one and only Son that whoever believes in Him shall not perish but have eternal life. This is the, the ultimate way in which God blesses us in by giving us His Son. For God did not send His Son into the world to condemn the world He didn't come to turn His face away from us, He came to turn His face towards us, but to save the world. He's come to give us life and to give it to the full. God's heart, His desire, is to bless and He calls us to receive that blessing and then to bless others. This is a passage that's worth memorising. This is a passage that is, is worth praying over the ones that we love and who like us. This is a passage that's worth praying over our kids. This, this is God's heart for his people. This is God's heart for all of humanity. That we would know what it is to be seen by him and to be known by him. Just like the Lord's Prayer, um, it's not a magic formula but there's something very, very, very special about it. Um, just like the Lord's Prayer doesn't limit us, uh, I would hope that our prayers don't just uh, mimic the Lord's Prayer, don't just, just those specific words. Blessing can be more expansive than just, um, just those particular words, but it gives us a model, it particularly gives us God's heart when we bless. This is... This is extraordinary favour on the people that are being blessed. This is God's heart. Um, Just before I end, I'm going to invite uh, Tanya up and the team. Uh, What we're going to do Uh, to to finish to conclude our service is we're going to sing that song that we sang um, the goodness of God in uh, similarly to the way that uh, the priest before they would sing the blessing they would turn to God and bless him and acknowledge (laughs) that he is he is good and we're going to do that as a people as well an expression from us to say thank you God for who you are and uh, to praise and to worship Him. And then we're going to uh, finish by singing that song, The Blessing, again. Uh, hopefully, we've got a better understanding of the, the depths of, of God's character and His love for His people that's being expressed there. And we're going to both receive that and pray that over one another as well. Father, we are so grateful. We're so grateful for You. Lord, I thank You that, that You look towards us, that Your face shines when You see us. Lord, we thank You that You're a gracious God, that You're a God that offers us peace. And Lord, we want to see You rightly. we want to reflect you rightly to the world around us as well. And Lord, we know that there are so many people that that don't know just who you are. And we pray that as a church, we would be able to be those that uh, mediate you well to the world, that we image you well to the world. But we pray that you would continually give us opportunities to have people come to see you in us and through us, to be a people of blessing. And Father, we ask for, for an increase of people who come to know exactly who you are, come to know you as their Lord and Savior, the one who loves them and longs to bless them. You're a good God. And Lord, we, we want to, as a people, we want to bless you, we want to pl- praise you, and we want to declare loudly that you are good that you have been good to us and you will continue to be good to us. So Lord, receive the praises of your people as we look to you and we say thank you and you're a good, good God. Pray in Jesus' name, Amen.